0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. This week on the Garage Beers podcast, it is episode 80, and we have got yet another very, very special guest. You saw her win gold in the Tokyo Games in the pole vault from Olmstead Falls High School. It's Katie Najat. Plus, we've got our Browns preview. The Cleveland Browns are playing football this weekend, a meaningful game against the Chiefs. We're going to preview that and so much more. So come on up the driveway, open up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome on in, everybody, to episode 80 of the Garage Beers podcast, brought to you proudly on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go check out Belly Up Sports and Unhinged Radio. You can find the Garage Beers podcast there, along with... A lot of other really good podcasts go find the garage beers at the garage beers on all of our socials on twitter instagram facebook TikTok, youtube and so much more uh joining you as always i'm your host michael keith you can find me at garage beers mike on social media and with me as always my two co-hosts over on the east side of cleveland he's the bald and the beautiful it's chad meyer garage beers chad what's up chad that was nice
2: wow yeah that was my that was my that was my uh reaching puberty hi okay so what's up (laughs) oh uh nothing (laughs) nothing what's up with you no i'm just kidding uh (laughs) boys i i come to this podcast I, i i sit before you uh an ashamed man Tonight, I am full of shame. Standard uh, week. Because uh, I came to the revelation today that I have never watched Remember the Titans. What? Yeah. What? I've never seen a single... i didn't even watch of Remember the Titans. Rem- of Remember the Titans. Not one single bit. Wow. So yeah, I Joey, plan on remedying that.
1: Joey, whose who's favorite sports movie moment was when Ricky Bobby stabbed his own self in the leg <laughs> as seen Remember the Titans. I'm paralyzed. You are so not paralyzed.
2: Uh, All right. Yeah, so, yet, yeah, uh, how is that possible? I, I have no idea. It's, I mean, it's like people that, that haven't watched The Wizard of Oz. It's like, what are you doing? So I'm going to be remedying that situation real soon. Real soon. Actually, we're going to have
1: to ask you to leave to go watch that, and we'll see you next week.
2: All right. Fine. I'll watch
1: it right now. No, just kidding. You stay here.
2: You do. You guys are just talking, and I'm like, oh, what the? <laughs> like, I just commentate <laughs> the movie. That's Gary Bertier. Uh
1: yeah. P.S. Did not know Gary Bertier's first name is spelled G E R R Y. Found that out when we did our fantasy football, our, our fictional fantasy football draft. Gary was G E R R Y. I did that. Uh, and I also didn't know, like, I knew that was based off of, like, a true story. I did not know that they used all the real people's names. No. So, like, Gary Bertier well, was Gary Bertier.
2: Like, yeah. I don't know. No, just wow. Man, look that. that! That star needs to come by right now. The more you know. The, oh. the more you know. <laughs> the more you know.
1: All right. So Chad's uh, sharing uh, some some sad information, but something that he'll get remedied. And you know what, Chad? You better fix that for next week because we're going to want to hear a movie review of Remember the Titans from Chad Meyer next week. That's uh, your again, sweet Chad. I'll have it. <laughs> follow Chad on his socials at Garage Beers Chad, and down in Nashville, Tennessee, at Garage Beers Joe. It's Joey Wayland. What up, Joe? What up? What's going on, man?
3: I had a big weekend.
1: <laughs> did you? I did. Did I you? I did. It did was, you?
3: It was quite an eventful and wonderful weekend. And I am now engaged to my fiance.
1: Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, Sucker!
4: It was really funny because the entire
3: time uh, we were prepping to do it, uh, Michael and my sister Katie were... Um, Sneaking around, like getting ready to like take pictures of us, <laughs> but we're using the Garage beers chat to yeah. like send those messages, so I could like check my phone in okay, case so there is an update. And I think we went. Quite a couple hours after, before actually telling Chad that it was a success, a success or not, <laughs> right,
4: right,
3: right. And Michael's well, like, you should probably tell Chad because, like, he—I don't think he knows that it went well. <laughs> like,
2: like Mike, like Mike sends me a separate text going, "Hey, don't respond to anything on Garage Beers." Like, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, Joe, you're going to want to go uh, down this path around the tree house. <laughs> Do you, have you, you met you, Chad? Have you met you?
4: Yeah. What are you
2: talking about? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to ruin it, but I did it, but I did enjoy the play by play. Like I don't know. Mike was like, no, you're supposed to come down the bridge. You moron. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. So we got Chad hanging out, having a good time, getting ready to watch a movie. He's never seen. We got Joe. That's an engaged man. Uh, just You just look different, Joe. Just being engaged and all. I'm glowing now. You're respons- glowing, honey. I'm glowing now. All, all responsible, like, and stuff. How are you,
2: Mike? How are you, Mike? You know what? Was, I, I'm how great. How was dinner at the grandma's? How was dinner at the grandma's? You know what?
1: I'm great. I had, a, I had a fun weekend. We got to be with Joey and Maddie on their special weekend. We got to hang out with Maddie's family a little bit. We did the um, the Cuyahoga Valley National Park, the train that goes Ooh. through there. Yeah, and that was fun, right? I got Patrick. He's four. He got to yeah, go on a train. Okay. He thought that was cool. Uh So we got to do that. I'm just, I'm in a good mood. Life is good. This week is flying by. We got a Browns game coming up this weekend. There's not, there's not a lot that can bring me down, my man. There's not a lot that can bring me down. Go, let's go. Now let's celebrate this dude getting engaged by cracking open some cold beers and drinking them. It's time for our garage beers of the week. And so, Joe, you're the, you're the man of honor. But like, that's a weird thing to say to a guy getting married. You're the, you're the bride to be. The uh, Dorbs. You're the bride to be, Joe. So you're going to lead us off. What's your garage beer of the week this week?
3: Um, this is just the exact like vibe I feel to being newly engaged. It's another tailgate beer. It's called AC. Very New heavy.
1: Horn. It's very heavy. <laughs> what? Nothing. This is the vibe I feel after getting engaged. It's it's a very heavy beer. It's very <laughs> it's, heavy.
2: It's 15.4 percent. No,
1: it's
3: actually like <laughs> super, it's a nine and a half percent for beer or. <laughs> Nine and a half percent beer, uh, <laughs> but it's surprisingly light. It's uh, tailgates, uh, triple trees. They see me rolling. Uh,
2: it's absolutely delicious. It doesn't really
3: have a great like description on here, but it's got cool artwork. Very like what kind of beer is it? Uh, it
1: doesn't really what's it? Okay, what's it taste like? Just like a double IPA. There it is.
3: There it is. Delicious. Probably that. Um, absolutely delicious. Super smooth. It's probably the best like high quality beer that I've had at a tailgate, which is great. Uh, it's one of their new ones. So I hope they keep this one around.
1: Nice. So good. Delicious. Double IPA. Gotta love that. Chad over on the east side. What are you drinking for our, for our Joey celebration?
2: Hi. Uh, <laughs> hi again. It's Welcome me. Welcome back. Uh, um, <laughs> Well, uh, my beer this week, fellas, uh, I got to send a shout out to my uh, my old buddy, uh, Josh Wally Montgomery, uh, and he lives all the way on the other side of the state. He lives in Bryan, Ohio. Uh, but recently, he came into town, stayed at our place for my buddy Sean's uh, 40th birthday. We went to Lake County Captain's game. It was great. And he brought me two six packs of beer from one of his favorite spots out that way where he lives. Uh, this is from Maria Stein, Ohio, where there is jack shit to do other than go see Maria Stein Marion local high school football. Uh, uh, but I guess this, this establishment popped up called Moeller's Brew Barn. And uh, this is a beer that they actually collabed with the brew kettle on and it's called uh, Summer Cabruin. And it's a, it's, a, it's a hazy pale ale and it is uh, it's very fruity. It has, t- it has tangerine, mango, uh, lemon and pineapple in it, uh, and I gotta say it's pretty good, fellas. It's it's not overly hoppy. Uh, it is a, a pretty smooth drinking beer. A very a very drinkable summer pale ale. So it's uh Moeller's Brew Barn, and this uh, summer Cabruin Hazel, hazy pale ale.
1: Love it. Who doesn't love Cabruin? Gotta love that. All right. So that's gonna bring it to me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat a uh, a brewery that's already been set on here. Uh, But, hold on, let me crack this open. Uh, uh, Again, Joey was home for the weekend. And being the handsome uh, young gentleman that he is, he brought me beer from Nashville. What a nice guy. And so I'm going back to tailgate where Joey just was. And he brought me this delicious Imperial peanut butter milk stout. Imperial peanut butter milk stout with King Kong on the can. It is, uh, it's, it's heavy, like super heavy. It's one of those super thick, just almost like, almost the consistency of pudding uh, milk stout. Ooh. And it's, that's, my fa- that's my favorite way to drink a stout, is just when it's heavy and thick and, and, and you almost have to chew it. And this thing, again, it's Imperial peanut butter milk stout. So you've got the, it's a little little boozy. Boozier than a normal stout. The peanut butter shines through. It's got a sweet
2: kick to it. Man, it is great A delicious. Listen, listen. Let's not downplay this historical moment on the podcast here, Mike. Okay. I don't think we've ever had more than one beer from the same brewery on an episode on this podcast. <laughs> history agree. is being history is being made, folks. 80
1: episodes in. And history is being made. And I thought about for a minute when I saw Joe start to like read his or let us know what beer he had for a minute. I thought, oh, shit, maybe I should run to the garage and get one. And I thought, no, 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 it's yeah. OK. We like tailgate. Tailgate's a friend uh, They of the show. They give us some love online and it's a great place. It's a fun place down uh, on the west side of Nashville. If you're ever down in Nashville, tailgate brewery, casual, fun place, good food. Big, huge outdoor space to hang out. It's just an overall good time. So, again, mine is the Imperial Peanut Butter Milk Stop. Those are our Garage Beers of the Week. Beautiful. Let us know what your Garage Beers of the Week are. Send us pictures. Send us messages on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know what you're drinking. Let us know if you have any suggestions. We'll go out and try them. Uh, But to you, the listener, we say cheers. To you guys here on the podcast, I say cheers. And now it's time to get in. To what's going to be an awesome episode. Episode 80, we have got a lot of fun stuff planned. And it's going to start with our incredible special guest. Uh, a little bit earlier, the three of us had a chance to talk with uh, uh, one of the most fun conversations we've had. Olympic gold medalist, NCAA champion, Ohio high school champion. The list goes on and on. Uh, and and just right now, you. it's safe to say that she is the best Uh, she's the best pole vaulter in the world as she just won gold in Tokyo. We're going to send it over right now to an awesome interview with the one and only Katie Nijat. All right. Now we are very excited to be joined by yet another extremely special guest. Uh, This person, our special guest brought home. It's in Cleveland. We love our champions. We love our hometown champions and we gained one uh, this summer in the Olympics in Tokyo yeah, uh, she brought home the gold medal in the Tokyo Games in the pole vault. Native Clevelander, Olmsted Falls High School, Ashland University, Katie Najat. Welcome to the Garage Beers Podcast.
5: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. This is uh, <laughs> absolutely. We are very excited to have you on. There's a lot to talk about. And like I said, it's yeah. Uh, I'm super excited to talk to you a little bit about your reception when you came back too, because, like I said, yeah, we in Cleveland love our champions.
5: I, yes, I know. Cause I am a Clevelander. Like I, I get behind anyone and everyone that is successful as an athlete or just as a person. So to be on the receiving end of it is so cool. It's overwhelming and crazy to me because it's like, it's just me. I just, I just loved to pole vault. Like I just jump over a stick with a stick. Like what, <laughs> how do I deserve any of this? But it's, it's so cool. I, I, and I'm just so grateful.
2: Well I think we oh, still come back. Oh go go Jeff. I was gonna say do you still do you still live in the in the, in the area? Like I uh, I know you said you're eastern eastern time yeah. zone, but
5: not currently. I am training in Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm down here. Um but my family immediate extended etc they're all in cleveland so i come i come back pretty frequently
2: all 52 first cousins
5: are in cleveland <laughs> <laughs> yeah well no um but a lot of them are still oh, okay. those are my dad's extended cousins i only know gotcha so. okay <laughs> uh,
1: one of the things that i'm excited to talk to you about right we 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 have athletes on here we have broadcasters on here we have People on here that a lot of people like, I've played baseball, right? I never played major league baseball, but I know what it's like to play baseball. I know what it's like to play football. Chad played football. He knows what it's like to play. Yeah. Nobody knows what it's like to pole vault. Like not, Yeah. Not, there's like seven people that know what it's like to pole vault. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Just like I, I'm so excited to kind a little of
5: easier to, to win. No, no that's not
1: true. I just it's so few people actually get to experience that feeling and that sensation and all that. So we're so excited to talk to you about it. But before we get into that, I got a question for you. Okay. So uh, we got to clear something up. You were a collegiate champion at Ashland, yes. an NCAA champion at Ashland for the Eagles. Yes. Our own Chad Meyer was a world class water boy for the
2: Ashland football team. Let's go! (laughs) Hey, hey, that's first team all water boy to you, pal. (laughs) There you go. I I feel like the AU alumni though. That that like makes us instant friends, Katie.
5: Absolutely, of (laughs) course. (laughs) That being said, many of us. So
2: (laughs) no, no, no. That being said, did you did you hear from Judd at all?
5: Oh yeah. Oh, he was one of the first people that reached out, and actually. I am going to be the commencement speaker in December, so yes, nice. <laughs> school has Hello. definitely been in contact. I'm you know terrified what what could I possibly say to you know it's, it's not it's not like it's just standing up on stage talking about me and what I've done. It's like how do I give words of wisdom to these yeah. people but Inspired. yeah right I, I, yeah. <laughs> but I'm really excited i I think it's going to be awesome.
1: Well, I'm just hoping that someday you have a plaque or maybe a statue at Ashland somewhere near the Chad Meyer Memorial Water Fountain. Yeah,
5: we'll see. I'm still only pull vaults, so I don't know you, about
2: that. You, it could be a view just vaulting over <laughs> me just pouring water into somebody's mouth.
5: I- <laughs> You know, I wouldn't want it any other way. That
2: way exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. We already, uh, exactly it's, 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 how I
5: pictured it in my head when I saw it. So, yeah.
2: See? It's, it's instant friends. It's BAU. We're simpatico right now.
5: Right. <laughs> I feel
1: like, in fairness, I, I feel like I almost have to say something nice about Chad and I can't pull myself to do it. But Chad actually did play football. So he wasn't, nice. he
4: wasn't, he wasn't just the water
1: boy, but he was part-time. part-time. <laughs> he played both Never ways. Uh,
4: yeah. All
1: right, so... First and foremost, Katie Najat, Cleveland native. What makes one start in pole vaulting? Like, how did you get your start as a pole vaulter?
5: So I, when I was in seventh grade, it was the first year we could do sports for our school and track and field was on the list. And I, I was somebody that wanted to try everything, any sport. So I liked that track and field there you could run, you could do field events, you could do anything. And so when they took us to the high school, the first day I saw the high schoolers doing it. And I was a gymnast when I was younger. I loved anything involving adrenaline and upper body strength and daredevil-ish activities. And so it really just drew me in immediately. But at that time, there were it was so new for women it had only been in the olympics since 2000 and this was 2004 um so it had only been in the olympics one time and i think my coaches it's a very technical sport and it's very intimidating so i think yeah. they didn't want to deal with you know a middle schooler doing it but i just begged them for days to let me go over and try it and they finally did and i Just when you first start, you're gripping so low, you're gripping like halfway down on the pole. It's you're more like long jumping into the pit, like, (laughs) but just happen to have a pole in your hand kind of swinging. And so It's not what it looks like now uh, or like at the elite level, but it just was so fun. And the second day I came out and I landed back on the runway, (laughs) (laughs) I got a little too excited, gripped a little too high. It was very humbling, um, (laughs) but (laughs) I still... Still loved it.
2: (laughs) This this is easy. Oh, no, it's not. Right? I
5: was like, first day, got this. Nope. I still remember
1: being like, first of all, track and field, not this guy. But uh, (laughs) I remember seeing a video of a guy. And I feel like this is like one of the oldest, like uh, viral videos, a video of a pole vaulter, uh, a male that cleared the bar and like was kind of celebrating on his way down. But then his pole came over and got him right in the groin. And I was like, well, that sport is not for me.
5: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that, no, that is not it. Yeah.
5: it doesn't happen very often. And that's the thing is like the pole breaks, those those videos, they're circulated everywhere, but they're pretty rare. Yeah. Um, I mean, usually if you're doing it relatively correctly, it's it's honestly a safer sport than it looks. It's safer than gymnastics or football because it's very consistent. Like yeah. you, you link in the pit. It's just I think a lot of times you get. Maybe some high schoolers that get excited and grip <laughs> yeah. a little high, but they're actually gripping high enough and strong enough to, you know, get rejected in the air. Um, but yeah, so stuff that it doesn't happen too often. But yeah, I mean, Sandy Morris, who won the silver medal in 2016, uh, she yeah, she was coming down the pole, clipped her right in the leg, and she has like a, a mark. Oh, that, like, but. Yeah. I think the way that I go over, I always kind of push it back or to the side anyway. So it's usually more the people that are working the standards that kind of have to look out.
2: <laughs> I, I hear uh, uh, planes could be dangerous for breaking poles, too. Let me say like oh. back in May, like on the way back from an event. Oops. That yeah. had to have been like, what, what, what happened there? That had to have been I, a nightmare.
5: I don't know. Um, I to this day, I still don't understand because the amount of force that it would take to snap an entire bag of poles in half because these poles are designed to bend. So, <laughs> we, as, so to have nine of them in that tube, you know, snap in half to where it would break is in, insane to me. But yeah, I just walked over to baggage claim and from a distance, mm. I could. He, that they were just laying there but I saw one of the workers just pick up an end and it kind of went like this like bent in half and like yeah. half of it stayed flat and then half of it lifted and I went oh no that's uh-huh. not supposed to do that <laughs> and I walked over and sure enough every single one of them was snapped in oh half oh my gosh Jeez. and it was very nauseating I mean I'm one month out from the trials, so it was just not not what you want to deal with but it ended up being, in a weird way, the best thing to ever happen to me because I, in a turn of events, got to try different poll companies and brands and got on a different brand that I think really made the difference for me. So, yeah. Overcoming <laughs>
1: adversity. Love it.
5: Yeah. There it is. There it is. its there its been my whole year or career, really. But yeah. <laughs>
1: well, so, here's the cool thing, right? So, you've been a champion at like every level right? You set a, you set a state record in Ohio in high school. You're an NCAA yeah. champion from Ashland. So you've, you've always been extremely successful at the pole vault and yet still it's gotta just be insane to you that you just yeah. won a gold medal in the Olympics. Right? Like yeah. what is that? What is that even like, how does it compare it's, to all these other championships and things that you've done?
5: I, you know, it's funny is it just doesn't, it still doesn't quite feel real. Like I know it's real and I have my moments, but there is a bit of a disconnect of so much about that meet felt like other meets that we do. And, you know, we're in a stadium. It's the same women that I compete with on a regular basis. And so the fact that this one is just so different and that was the Olympics, because I think when you, as growing up, when I watched the Olympics, it's like, these phenoms, these superstars, these people you only ever see on TV. And I still feel like that's the case. Like the actual Olympics is going on somewhere else. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. But I think what's worked in my favor is yes, I've had success at each level, but it took me years. So like, it took me yeah. until my senior year of high school. It took me until my senior year of college. It took me until <laughs> five years out of college to, win US nationals and get a contract. And then it took me two times of trying out for the Olympics to get here. And so it, I think it's, I've definitely had a lot of this and roller coaster of a career, but a general upward trajectory. So that's kept me motivated, but I think that has really helped me to just keep at it. But stay I mean hopefully humble I don't
1: know <laughs> yeah I mean so far so good so far so I good I guess I can't
5: call myself humble that's not so
1: humble but um. <laughs> oh my god did you see
2: how humble I was on that interview
1: <laughs> yeah
5: like, right <laughs>
2: uh, my god world records no I'm
1: big
5: deal really, but... I'm just such a humble person that like no <laughs> yeah.
2: now now to, to follow up with that Katie you know you talked about getting a contract and you know we've had Olympians uh, past Olympians on the show we've had a few swimmers you know and people don't normally k- kind of associate olympians and, and as these like millionaire athletes like what what is the, what is the path that like an Olympian needs to take to actually you know like start making some money off of the sport
5: Yeah. I mean, it's different for everyone and every sport is going to be different. So like I could not give a swimmer like the right advice, but in track and field, it's just, it just comes down to the numbers. It's just how high you jump, how fast you run, how, and, and really it's about making teams, making world teams, making Olympic teams and your possibility of meddling. That's Mm -hmm. really because track and field is not a very, visible sport, like in the US, it's just not out there a ton. And it's not like the NFL or the, you know, the, the MLB, the NBA, where it's on all the time, there's millions of dollars flooding in from fans and from this and that. And so you just it's, it's a business. And so you just have to perform and your numbers and results kind of speak for themselves. So um, but I had, I had to jump the fifth highest height ever in the history of the sport to get contract so and it's yeah so and i mean i'm so i'm so grateful for that but yeah it's just that's that's the reality of the sport that i'm in so wait so
1: when was that are you when was that jump
5: that was 2018 so that was for that was to make the indoor world team got it and then the outdoor world team in 2019 but at both of those i placed I think anywhere from fifth to seventh, like, like I said, it took me, you know, a couple of times at each level to then stand at the top. But
1: I, the one thing that I looked at, right. And again, so, so was your, your Olympic jump, that was not like a personal record jump for you?
5: No, but it was within two inches. So it was close Way Um,
1: enough, way off.
5: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that was only five centimeters difference. Um, So the next bar would have tied my personal best. So if the Russian girl had made it, then I would have, you know, that would have, that would have tied my personal best.
1: So uh, the thing that I thought was cool, right. And again, high school, obviously you grow, you get stronger as you become more of an adult, all that. And you train and you train and you train and you train. But the thing that I thought was awesome, right. You set the state record in high school, Your gold medal vault that you did uh, in the Olympics was like a full meter higher
5: than your state (laughs) record setting
1: pole vault that you did in high school. Like,
5: how crazy is that? Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm glad I didn't know how long it would take or how much higher I would have to jump because I probably would have given up a long time (laughs) ago. I think I was just like, just enough full of myself that like I was like oh I could I, I could do this professionally I could do this like you know and, and I think I think myself and other high schoolers included like they they think it's very linear well I jumped like you know this much of a PR this year so I'll do that next year right. and, do that, and that is not and it takes so much more work and so much effort just for centimeters that like i I am glad that I was pretty delusional to that because I would have possibly given up a long time ago <laughs>
1: so uh here's a question that I had right The one downside of everything that went on in Tokyo in the Olympics is that normally like the najats are there,
5: yeah, <laughs> and friends
1: and family and like there's plans, and you've got this cheering section and all that stuff, so like. Yeah was like how how much did team USA become the family for you and and your teammates as far as celebrating your gold medal uh and 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 living it up and how fast after you won gold how fast did you call somebody at home somebody family to celebrate
5: pretty quickly um yeah it just i i mean the team USA camaraderie you can just feel it like i even from other teams, I walked to, de- to breakfast the next day and the baseball coaches were telling me congrats and <laughs> you know, other sports or so it was just, but it, when I competed, I was you know one of the last events of the day. And so the only people after me were the multis. And so I'm up doing an interview and then I just hear screaming from behind <laughs> me and it was all the, the multi girls cheering me and it's just so nice. Um, But I think the thing I will say as much as I would have loved for my family to be there, um, I was kind of glad it was very cut and dry. And that, okay, now they were able to save the money and they were going to be they could be in a place with all of my family and friends, like everyone we've ever like loved and cared about. It was all in one place at a bar, Mm -hmm. six in the morning, watching compete like and. Getting to watch that back of their reaction in the moment was just so cool. It still gives me goosebumps, like just thinking about it. So,
1: yeah, I don't know your friends or family, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I was watching those videos at, from that bar, and I just yeah. I thought that was the <laughs> coolest, right? Because they were updating them on Twitter. They were just like, yeah. "What bar was it?" I don't remember what bar it was.
5: It's called Fat Little Buddy, yes. so it's just a dive bar, St. Yes. Paul's, Ohio. Yes, it's so great.
1: Yeah, and I just—they kept cutting like every time, like you, and then the Russian girl, and then you, and like just the reactions were incredible, and the scenes yeah. from that bar. Were, I, I was I was a little upset that I wasn't there. I wanted to be at yeah. everybody. That's I, at six I in wish the morning.
5: I could places at once because I like had FOMO <laughs> not being
2: there. <laughs> it is fantastic bar food. I've had a couple of Diet Cokes there okay. <laughs> and some food. It is delicious. If
5: anybody ever goes up there. Are, are so yes! good. The wings are so good. <laughs> My friend's favorite wing place.
1: All right. So so the thing that we gotta talk about here, besides your incredible accomplishment, is you pull such a phenomenal reenactment of one of the greatest moments in Cleveland sports history. <laughs> when you look into the camera, like almost immediately after you win a gold medal. And you scream, Cleveland, this is for you.
5: <laughs>
1: what was it like? Were you planning on that? Was that like a plan for you?
5: I mean, so leading up to it, I just that flashed in my head and I was like, that'd be pretty cool, but I don't know if I'm gonna seem like kind of a jerk, like trying to copy <laughs> oh. LeBron and like <laughs>
1: Oh, but remember, I was I'm very humble.
5: On, I was on a podcast and someone wrote in, would you? Like, will you do that? And I started laughing because I, I'm like, I've thought about this, but I'm like, I don't. <laughs> do I do that? And they were so for it. And then I, when that, they posted it on Twitter, and I just said, like, should I do this? And everyone was like, yes, 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 yes. And I honestly wasn't even thinking about it up until that moment. It was like it just hit me, and I, and I, it was genuine. Like I, I love. Cleveland I was thinking of my family back home everyone watching and I'm like I want to give them a shout out like and it just it all hit me and I (laughs) like so I don't want it to seem like oh I had this big plan like it wasn't like that it just in the moment it just that I'm like I I need to do this and so I said it and it became a big thing I was actually (laughs) I was at a bachelorette party this weekend and I was at um at a bar, and there was a bachelor party there. And um, they, the one guy said he was from Cleveland and just chatted. And then my friend, of course, just was screaming my accomplishment. And he <laughs> kind of looked at me and he was like, Cleveland, this is for you. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. I just, it's been overwhelming, <laughs> but like, everyone... Absolutely. Responded so well to. I really thought if I ever did that, people would be like, "Oh, what a no,
1: no, 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 life. no, no." <laughs> no.
4: Listen,
2: listen, listen, man. I, 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 hate that you did that. I'm really humble, you know. we yeah. champion high school <laughs> champion gold
5: medal. Okay. My <laughs> really oh, uh,
2: all I know is it's <laughs> seven in the
1: morning or whatever time it was when you did that, and I was like. <laughs> It was like better than a cup of coffee in the morning. I was like, oh, <laughs> people in my house were like, what are you talking
5: about. Oh uh, yes, yeah. I uh, think my friends stayed at that bar for a while that day. Some of them went to work after. Some of them didn't. Uh,
1: I yeah. Why would you not stay at that bar all day? That is, yeah. if there's anything worth celebrating, it is that. Uh, so, I think one of my favorite things about watching pole vaulting is that there's a wily e. coyote moment. And so it's always whether a jumper is it a vaulter, a jumper. I I, I don't want to either sound one. like an idiot.
5: Yeah. No, no, either one.
1: Or more of an idiot than I normally am. Uh,
5: no, we'll call them like jump days or okay. We're gonna today, so yeah, you're good.
1: Okay, so the jumper either clears the bar or they don't, and there's this yeah. moment where they react, but it feels like they're not moving. They're just like hanging in the air, and they react like Wiley e. Coyote when yeah. you off the cliff. <laughs> Yeah, you had a great one. Like Thanks. you cleared, and your face was just like pumped and excited, and you were just like yeah. suspended in the air. Like, does it feel yeah. like you're kind of suspended in the air at that moment? Like, you'd like, is it like a pause yeah, for you?
5: I. Yes, like it's just you know you haven't touched it and it. I, I think in that moment, I, what I love about pole vault is we don't have time to calculate what our face is going to look like. No. It's just. Your reaction. Like it would like, that is just as honest as it gets. And so I, I really like that. And I think part of why I was so excited with that jump was one, the meat didn't start well. And so I think once I had found my rhythm and then cleared that 490 bar, which is the 16 foot barrier to do that, having not started so well, Mm. that was exciting. And I knew that that was going to be tough, to be i i I knew that both of those girls could have cleared it and are very capable of clearing it but that was gonna put me in a better position and clearing the next bar would be difficult um and then when i took off the ground i really thought i messed it up (laughs) i you can it you when you take off the ground, like you feel immediately if it's like a good jump or not, like things are smooth, energy is transferring seamlessly. And that one, and you can kind of see me come off the top, like kind of on my side a little bit. But I just, I said to myself like, yeah, wow, you wasted that attempt, but like I fought for it. And so part of it was just shock, Too, that I was excited. Like, I'd never cleared a bar feeling like that. And my coach said that I was just, my takeoff step was just so far under. And obviously our hands are at a very fixed point. So like, you don't want to take off too close. Um, but I took off so close that the pole just like scooped me up and shot me straight up in the air. And it just yeah. felt That's very those new strict, poles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I don't know if I could have done that on, on another pole. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's talk for a minute about just life in Tokyo. I think everybody wants to know about the cardboard beds.
5: Oh. <laughs> yeah well they weren 't flimsy they weren 't going to fall apart, but they were rock hard. I will say that oh. they were not comfortable um, they I brought two mattress pad covers, and it's still i I do think so part of i think why my first couple attempts were not great was all during the warm ups. Oh. my quad on my takeoff leg was so tight it would not loosen it kept cramping it kept grabbing. In a way that i've never really felt before and it was the closest thing i felt to if i jump off of this wrong or if i'm if i do too much too soon it's gonna tear it's just gonna fall yeah and i'm like really of all the meats you want to start this (laughs) today (laughs) (laughs) right um and so i think part of that might have been that the beds just my hips never really sunk in and the whole yeah. time I was there it was just my legs were just crazy tight. So um yeah the beds were something not recommended but they, they not recommended. Job, that- you know like you gotta give it to them for you know they can recycle those and then they're gonna you know turn those into apartments and so it worked and I'm fine. I did fine. So you did okay. You did okay <laughs> Well, but I, I mean, I like the basketball team will like rent out a hotel, of room course. Or, you know, hotel, well, whole hotel. Well, that's that good. I mean,
2: I, I, I think I'm done. I think I'm done now. Uh, my, my, one thing I wanted when I came into this, uh, this discussion here, Katie, was I was curious whether I'd be switching my bed frame out with a cardboard one. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he was I and, mean, uh, yeah, but now that I know. <laughs>
2: Just three mattress pads, three mattress. Pads <laughs> yeah, really,
5: things. that was it was my fault that I didn't bring the right amount. <laughs> them, so, totally. Yeah,
1: yeah you should have you should have thought about that.
5: <laughs> and
1: you would think what Team USA would have prepared you better.
5: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they that's enough stuff.
1: <laughs> but otherwise, like, uh, let's talk a little bit about returning, because the other video that was cool was you showing up at the airport. Oh, I don't want to hold on. I, I had a question and then I lost it and I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Uh, okay. You, I want to go back to Cleveland. This is you for a minute. This is for you. Okay. Did you hear from LeBron? Like, did he react to that?
5: No. What? Not it. No, no. Of course not. He has got way better things to do. So, did you hear from um, who?
1: Who are the cool people you heard from after you won the gold medal? Like anybody cool?
5: Um, the uh, the actor Mickey Rourke <laughs> followed me on social media and posted about me winning. I was honored. Like, I'm he sorry. So time. Um. <laughs> I, gosh, who else? Um, I know that they, they, they didn't follow me, but I, my post about my dad and my tapping my shoes went kind of yes. viral. And one yeah. of this me accounts posted it and Sharon Stone, the actress, commented on it. And then Katie Couric commented on it. Okay. Like, like, okay, they know I exist. This is insane. <laughs> Bernie Kosar. Yeah, that was that's like, what we're like yes. I was like, no, <laughs> like this is awesome. Yes, um, and then um, the UFC fighter Steve, yeah, he like posted about it on his story. Jake Paul invited me to his fight. Um, oh boy! Just, oh boy! Emily Mayfield followed me. I was like, I like you so much more than Baker. like oh. <laughs> this is the coolest thing <laughs> ever! <laughs> but yeah, it was just it's been so cool, and you just don't. Like, I, I know the Olympics have this reach, but it's so strange being on the other side of it. Like, I, like, I just am doing what I always do. Like, it's crazy, but... I'm, I'm dying so at Mickey it. Rourke.
1: I'm dying at Mickey Rourke. I
5: know, like, I know. Is- like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, he is so awesome. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Mickey Rourke, that's great. That's fantastic.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And he posted about it too. That's the best part is it wasn't just like, Hey, congrats. Like he made a full post, like, and he's been commenting on like when I did pre-Fontaine, my last meet, he congratulated me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So random yet. So awesome. God almighty. I've I've been watching pole vault since the wrestler. The rest
1: I just
5: right like I didn't even know he was on social media like I figured he'd be like way too cool for that but it's it's so it's been really fun yeah
1: uh talk about returning did you spend a little time at home in Cleveland before you uh, headed to Atlanta or whatever were you able to like I
5: did. I did. do
1: the rounds yeah. victory laps yeah. was it pretty fun hanging out around here as a champion Oh
5: my gosh. so cool it's, so overwhelming i don't think i've ever been that tired in my life but it was the best feeling ever um, i did my meet and greet and it was supposed to just be till 8 p.m and people stayed until 11 to have me sign an autograph and just have a very short conversation with that i it was amazing and and it, they got poured on in the rain and still <laughs> we they moved it inside and they just sat in the gym and oh my like gosh, so soaking wet. They they still wanted to chat with me, and I was so grateful for that. And it's funny because coming home, I I said to my mom, she was she, the mayor was talking to her about what they wanted to do, and he <laughs> was like, "Well, do you want a parade?" I'm like, "No, absolutely not. Like, I do not need a parade. No <laughs> one's gonna come. We don't need to shut down roads. Like, it's we can do the meet and greet. That'll be great." And, and then I got two parades. Yes. So. <laughs> one of them was in the Rolls Royce that LeBron had written in his personal one for oh, yeah. the parade. And I, like, what? <laughs> I think that's
2: what you call full circle there. When, I, when, when I Cleveland, mean, Cleveland, this is for you. Rolls- Royce. I,
5: <laughs> yeah, that was really the plan that I had hatched. Now, um, <laughs>
1: someday LeBron's yeah, yeah. going to be like, I hope Katie Najat retweets this.
5: Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, the only other time, it's funny because when I won the state championship, I was the main picture and then he was in the bottom corner. Mm -hmm. And my mom's friend was like, You put LeBron in the bottom corner of the floor. (laughs) And now, like, oh, it's just, it's all coming. I don't know whether this is
1: going to develop into like a friendship or just the best rivalry in sports. Uh, yeah, LeBron maybe. versus Katie Najat rivalry. Hate
5: each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so um uh, I had my other question here and then I lost my screen. Um so uh you also brought up so I'm gonna ask you a totally random question off the wall. Uh you brought up Bernie. Yeah. So uh obviously you're a Cleveland person. Are you are you a big sports Cleveland fan? Big,
5: fan. How we feel, big Cleveland. How are we
1: feeling about the Browns this year? How we feeling?
5: Great, um, and actually, I'm gonna go speak to, I guess, some of the players when I'm home. Like that, above all else, was just like, what? What? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I and mean, I don't know. Maybe this is supposed to be a surprise. I don't know, but they, I just they the. Defensive back coach reached out to me and and asked if I would want to come in and, and chat with them. I'm like, what could I possibly say to these grown men superstars? But <laughs> I don't know. But that just was. I've been the biggest Browns fan, and and granted, I I am admittedly like I couldn't go through the roster. I couldn't like I. But I watch when I can. I always cheer for them. They're the only. Football that I watch other than Ohio State. Um, and I just, I've always been a big Browns fan. So I'm so excited that we're doing well. Yeah, right. <laughs> so more fun.
1: We're doing this. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, that makes me excited too. Uh, Olympic champion Katie Najat's feeling good about the Browns. Uh, and that's <laughs> got to mean something. And LeBron's arch nemesis
5: is well, feeling good. Gosh. Are you
1: going to be the bad guy I, in the next Space Jam movie?
5: I, so I. <laughs> I started watching the Space Jam movie and I haven't, like, my friend came to that, so, but, no, I would, yeah, I will definitely be in, this, in the, in uh, t- the, gosh, the video game.
0: Y- yes, you turned to- it
2: off. You, you, you turned it off when you realized the rivalry was on. You're like,
5: no,
0: no I can't, I can't
1: finish this. Well, listen, Katie, uh, we really appreciate your time coming on with us tonight. We've had a great yeah. time talking with you uh, and, and, and uh, we feel uh, so excited. You brought a tremendous amount of pride. Again, we love in Cleveland. We we love our champions. And uh, I know all of us on the podcast talked about it. We were up watching it early, wishing we were at Fat Little Buddies. Is that what it was?
5: Yeah. So, hanging out
1: with that group because it looked like a good time. Yeah. But uh, listen, congratulations on everything. Truly, we had a great time Thank chatting you. with you through all the laughs. Really an awesome accomplishment and very well-deserved. Uh, so, so we much. really, really appreciate you coming on with us.
5: No, I appreciate you having me. This was great. This was a lot of fun. And once again, that
1: was our
5: incredible
1: interview with Katie Najat. Uh, just, uh, just a great time. She's still training for another event, which is crazy. Uh, uh, after you win gold, how do you train for another event after you win gold? I'm not, I'm not sure where the motivation comes from, but she's still working, uh, drinking electrolyte drinks, uh, and uh, and she was just a blast to talk to. Really cool to talk to a, a Cleveland champion, like we said on the on the show uh, during the interview. A Cleveland champion, she did the Cleveland "This is for you" thing after she won gold, and uh, and yeah, just uh, she turned into a local legend overnight, and now everybody knows who she is, and that is very cool. So again, our thanks go to Katie Najat uh, and guys. Now we're gonna transition because we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't talk about. The fact that your Cleveland Browns play a week one game in just a few short days this upcoming Sunday, September 12th, 425 p.m. It's the big game of the week. It's going to have Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call, and they are in Kansas City to face off against Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and the rest of the Kansas City Chiefs. Boys, it's finally here. All the preseason is done. All the talk is over. It's time for Cleveland Browns football. How are we feeling?
2: Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 so excited dude. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Oh, come on.
1: Guys, it has been it has been one of the cleanest, one of the kind of happiest, yeah, one of the easiest off-seasons as a Browns fan and Frankly, it looked like as a Browns player, Mm -hmm. it went according to schedule. They brought in a bunch of talent. They drafted a bunch of talent. Nobody like nobody stepped out and got like devastating injuries during like camp or during a preseason game. It just was clean. And and now it's 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 a weird it feels weird, but it's time to gear up because. It's time to go in and see if this Browns team, they face an, an amazing test. I don't want to hear about like, oh, they need to mesh, Oh, this needs to happen or that needs to happen. Frankly, nope. win or lose against the Chiefs, I'm not going to go crazy, whatever they do.
2: right? But, but it's go time. It, there, there's right. no, no more talk to be had. Right. Yeah. The offense, the offense has no excuses. The defense, a little bit. You could say that a little bit of time to mesh for the defense. Uh, you know, there were a couple of injuries in camp, but, you know, they, they are breaking in almost a pretty much a brand new secondary uh, and, and a few linebackers. So, you know, the back half of the defense, they do, they do need a little bit of time to mesh, I think. But for the most part, the offense, uh, especially offense, they have no excuses. So it's going to be incredible. Uh, I, I, I mean, this week one clashing. Yeah, you're right, Mike. I'm not going to go too crazy over what happens, win or lose. Uh, The only thing that really is going to scare me is if they're just not competitive at all, which I don't, which I don't think will happen at all. So uh, yeah, it's an early week one test to see what these, to see what the Browns are made of. And I couldn't be more excited.
1: Before guys, before we break down the the Browns chiefs game, let let's hit on a couple of things that have just been lingering uh, throughout camp and now on the, on the back end of camp. And, And the one thing, and we've talked about them a lot, But this has just been the ongoing topic of conversation. It's been Baker Mayfield. It very much feels like when everybody talks about their expectations for the Browns and what they're going to do this year, it's always with the caveat. It's always, listen, the Browns improved on defense. They look good on defense. The Browns are good at wide receiver, good at the offensive line, amazing at running back, amazing at wide receiver. And then it always comes down to that last piece. And it always, everybody that talks about the Browns says, but it's going to depend on Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and so the conversation all around town this week has been: Is Baker that guy? I think we've all established that Baker is a winning quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. But the question is, and I think it's a fair question: Is Baker is Baker the guy that's going to take you to the Super Bowl and win it? Yes. Go on, Joe.
3: I have no doubt. I mean. I- He has gone through incredible adversity his first three seasons. He was um, the number one quarterback in the league, I think, after week six, after that Cincinnati game, in multiple areas. And the most promising thing from last season and his numbers that stood out to me the most is you know, it's easy to say like the Browns have such a strong running game, like that obviously opened things up for Baker uh baker's numbers went up um i don't know the exact rate, but completion percentage downfield passes um uh and touchdowns all went up uh while his percentage of play action passes actually went down the rest of that season so he's a more poised quarterback more confident quarterback i think he's built great chemistry in this team with all of his receiving core he was just in montana with Austin I Jr. saw that. And Jarvis Landry know, Beckham Jr. over the yep. weekend, getting some mm-hmm. reps in, getting some team bonding in. Uh, so, you know, he's putting in, uh, and this team is putting in the work, uh, I think, to take us to that next level. Um, it's tough being uh, a, a fan favorite going into this year because I feel like fan favorites always have something that comes up that might hinder the season at some point, but uh, I'm cautiously excited right now.
1: Oh, Joe, I, I, and I love Chad, I'm going to get you uh, get your thoughts on Baker in a second, but I love the I love the stat, man. That was that was big time. The stat mm-hmm. that his his passing and his accuracy and his his big play threats and all that stuff all improved over the course of last year while his play action passes,
3: which is what he used to was the play action scheme that was his kind of bread and brother, and that's kind of what we thought would be the primary. Scheme of that offense last year, but as he was getting better, they were actually decreasing the amount of plays, Ooh. action plays they
2: were calling for him. Love that. Chad, what do you feel? Uh, I think he is, but I, I think he's still. Jesus? Yes, of course. Uh, I think he's Jesus, uh, <laughs> praise Baker. Uh, no, uh, I think the intangibles are there. All of the intangibles are there for Baker to lead us to the Super Bowl. Um, but I, I, I think it is fair, and, I, and the only reason I think the narrative is still there is because of all the adversity he's faced in his, in, in his first three years. You know, the, the different head coaches, the different offensive systems. I, I think the only reason that narrative is there is people want to see him uh, keep improving in the same system, you, you know, with the same coach. Uh, with the same offensive players around him. I I think that's really the only question that still remains with Baker and why that narrative is out there about him. And he can erase all of that this year. He can erase all of that. And I think he will again, Baker Baker is he's, he's confident with a little bit of cocky. Uh, I I think he's got, I I think he has, again, I talked about all the intangibles. I think he's got all of the skills to be able to lead us to a Super Bowl. And I, I, I sure hope he proves everybody he proves everybody wrong and erases that narrative this year. So that was the long answer. Short answer: Yes, I think he can be. He's the quarterback that can lead the Browns to Super Bowl.
1: Boys, I'm right there with you. I think I think part of the reason that, that the concern still remained uh, uh, for people even through last year is I think it will be a motivator for Baker. Listen, yeah. he wasn't. He yeah. was really good last year. He wasn't perfect though. And, and, and I got to tell you, I think the one thing that's going to stick with Baker that probably stuck with him all offseason that he's going to be able to redeem in the same place it happened at Arrowhead Stadium this weekend is that Baker got the ball back in that game late in the game with mm-hmm. a chance to drive the team down the field and win. And they, they didn't. They went three and out. And they had to, they had to kick the ball back to, to Kansas City And then we all know what happened from there. The Henny run and all that stuff. Baker had the ball late in that game with a chance to drive him to win. And they didn't do it. And that's not a slight on Baker. That happens to every quarterback. That happens to everybody. It's not a slight on Baker. But I do think it explains a little bit of he had that chance that kind of that to to steal from March Madness to the chance for his one shining moment, right? Of I'm in Arrowhead. We got it. We're, we're, we're down by less than a touchdown. We got a chance to drive down and win this game and it didn't happen. And so I think people watched that and thought, uh, uh, maybe Baker's not that guy, but I also think Baker probably has watched that a thousand times and it probably is sitting with him and he's going to atone for it this week. Guys, I don't, of course I want the Browns to win this week. Of course I want to see Baker play well. Uh, I'm again, I'm not going to go off a ledge if that doesn't happen, but I do think I think there's some they feel like they need to atone for something in this game.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I feel the same. And you know, I think that's the mark of a, a great athlete, you know, a great leader, a, you know, a great quarterback. You know, you, you saw the Michael Jordan doc, he had a documentary, he found things just be it as small or right. as big as they can be. He found things to motivate himself. Yeah. And that's, and that's what Baker constantly does. You know, he's, he's cut down on it a little bit, but he still answers trolls online. You know, he, I think he takes mental notes of everybody who doubts him Yeah, and, and, and that motivates him. And yeah. Yeah. Like you said, Mike, I, you know, I, I do feel like they do have to atone for something, but I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. He's, yeah, he's his, gonna
1: be good. I'm drinking these beers from Marie, Maria Shriver, <laughs> Ohio. And, Maria uh, Schreiber, Ohio. Uh, Maria Schreiber, guys. Uh, the other the other news that came out uh, because I think we're all in agreement on Baker. We don't have any arguments. I, again, I don't. No. I I think Baker can be that guy. I'm. Listen, you watch the dude throw the ball. <laughs> it's incredible. And and he's good at a lot of the things that I was watching. Uh, like a breakdown of Ryan Tannehill down there in Tennessee. Tannehill is a good ball player, but he doesn't excel in certain areas, uh, mainly ball placement. Tannehill isn't very good at ball placement. He throws a catchable ball and he makes plays, but he's not great with ball placement. Then they then they showed Baker when he's rolling, man. He hits the guys where they can catch it and make plays. His ball placement is good. His accuracy is good. And again, I don't think it can be overstated. We've talked about it with several guests on this podcast. I don't think it can be overstated. It's the first time he's had a full off season in the same scheme and system as he played in last year going into this year. If you don't think that's going to make him a better quarterback, I don't know what to tell you. The other big news, the other big news out of camp today, uh, they set a depth chart and their first round draft pick. Greg Newsom, is the starting cornerback across from Denzel Ward. They actually named him the most outstanding player of the training camp. Uh, uh, and Greg Newsom is your full time starting corner uh, over there. guys, what a what an absolute home run of a pick. And, and he hasn't even yeah. played yet and and you can't judge him until that happens, but by all accounts, he has been incredible all through camp. And this goes back to when we had Emmett Golden on the show. He said, for some reason, when you get good and the draft you're drafting later, it almost gets easier. You just pluck this dude named Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. You put him in camp, and now he's starting for a playoff caliber team. Uh, That's pretty cool.
3: It's kind of interesting, too, because, you know, there weren't a ton of major position battles aside from probably this one. Um, Not that I can think of, at least. Definitely not an offense. Uh, But what's interesting about this, like – Position battles is not like a slight on greedy. Like these are two right. top tier starting cornerbacks in the league, and we're not deciding between who someone's third string quarterback could be and someone's practice squad quarterback could be in this position. <laughs> yep. yeah, like, right. We have two legitimate starters, and like we have to sit one, but like th- you know, greedy's going to get his time and he's going to get his plays, and he'll he'll be in plenty of games this year. Uh, but it's nice to see position battle of two guys that deserve to start on almost every NFL team.
2: Yeah. There's never anything wrong with competition and, and Greg Newsom won the battle in camp. You know, I know greedy was dealing with like a lingering injury or something. So I don't know how much that had uh, to do with it, but yeah, I mean, if that rookie excelled that much in camp in a camp where there is what? seven, eight, nine, ten 10, very startable defensive backs. Yeah. Because Andrew Barry did an incredible job of building uh, depth on this team. Yeah, if he won that battle, more power to him. And I hope he, I hope he excels. I hope he's, I hope he's uh, one of the best shutdown corners uh, in the NFL this year. Guys, then you look at their
1: depth chart, right? So you got Denzel and you got Greg Newsome starting. But when you think about last year when, when, when Greedy couldn't go and they had injuries – it was pretty devastating when you when you had the backups in last year at corner when you had Sendejo playing safety. It was pretty pretty devastating. Look at the cornerback depth on this team. So yeah. you've got you've got Denzel and Greg Newsom that are going to start on the outside. Behind them you've got Troy Hill and Greedy Williams. Who you know to say that they're backups is unfair because they're going to play in plenty of formations yeah. where all of them are in uh, in the game. And you got AJ Green sitting over there too. That's been uh, he's. He has worked his way onto this team over the course of, like, three years now. So, like, the depth that they have built up at the cornerback position, God forbid. The fact is, it's it's rare for somebody to go through a 17-game season all the way healthy and not have to miss a game here or there. It just happens to pretty much everybody. If I mean, one of these guys has to be out a game here or there, and you can just sub in Greedy Williams or sub in Troy Hill, like,
3: like just, that's incredible. In like you could, you could have Troy Hill and Greedy Williams starting on many NFL teams. Those are two yes. quarterbacks, and like you would be very confident uh, in that secondary.
2: Well, yeah, and that, and I mean, and that's just the way things are going now in the NFL. It's all about speed. It's all about getting east and west. It's not. It's it's not even a a ton about north and south anymore. I mean, it's 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 speed, 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 and you just. The the, the 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 days of the six foot four 255 pound linebacking run stuffer is is are, are going by the wayside just because it's getting the nfl uh football in general is getting smaller and more athletic nowadays and so you know to remedy that on defense you're going to need a lot of defensive backs who can cover and come up and play the run so yeah they, yeah i i am not surprised that the, you know there's eight nine ten very startable you know defensive backs that you're really deep in the, in the defensive
1: backfield. One more shout out on this defense before we get into the actual preview of the Chiefs game. One more shout out on this defense. There's a guy that's going to be starting for the Cleveland Browns on defense this week that pretty much everybody had cut going into camp this year. There's a guy who's going to be starting for the Cleveland Browns defense who worked so hard, worked his ass off, came into camp in great shape, and just straight up won a job over guys that people were excited about. And this is a guy that people thought was probably not making the team when camp started. Mac Wilson had an absolutely spectacular camp. And Mm -hmm. he he proved to the coaches that this is a guy, not only do we want him on the field, but he's going to start for us week one against the Chiefs.
3: It's tough, Eh. too, because, like, I mean, it's not like they haven't had Everything they need to see about Mac Wilson coming into the season. He's been with the club for what three years now? Two years now?
4: Okay, yeah, a couple uh, years.
3: That takes a lot of that takes a lot of lot of grit <laughs> to to earn that starting spot after you know being really just not good the past couple years for the team.
2: I mean, good for him, uh, but I'm still not going to believe it until I see it. Like that stigma. Of him being like the be one of the worst linebackers to play, uh, a linebacker in the NFL right now is 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 going to stick with him until he proves it wrong in games in in regular season games. So I, I'm very happy he uh, for him that he had a great camp and that he's going to be starting, but I, he still needs to prove it in the games. Uh, you know, great great that he had a great camp. It's I mean it's I don't know uh, uh, hell. Uh, Andres Jimenez had a great spring training, and uh, look where he is. He, he's he, he's at he, he's at he's at AAA. You know, he was spending the year at AAA. So it's just great, good on Mac. I'm very encouraged by that. Uh, I'm glad he had a great camp, but you know, until he proves it in games, uh, I, I'm not going to hold my breath that he's going to be a really good linebacker.
1: Well, and I didn't want to get too ahead. I wasn't sitting here saying, "Oh my God, he's going to be a Pro Bowler this year." No, no, no ready, I know, right? I know. But like, I know, I know. this I know. is a guy that. This is a guy that everybody had pretty much written off. He's not going to make the team. They drafted Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. They drafted Tony Fields. They brought in other guys. This is a guy that isn't going to make the team. Not only does he make the team, but he's, he he impresses everybody so much that they trust him to go out there and be a starting linebacker. And again, in football, starting positions only matter at so many positions because you better believe JOK is going to be finding the field Uh early and often in the game against Kansas city. Uh, you better believe that uh, guys like Malcolm Smith are going to be finding the field early and often in the game against Kansas city. But uh, the fact is Mac Wilson's going to be out there playing a lot too. And he earned that. Uh, and, and, and again, for a guy that was written off, that's pretty cool. Now we'll see what he can do on the field. So here's what we will, here's when we will see uh, what he can do on the field Friday 4 25 PM Eastern time, uh, This season kicks off and it kicks off against the Super Bowl favorite, or at least one of the Super Bowl favorites, the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's talk about this matchup a little bit. You've got the most intimidating player in all of football in Patrick Mahomes at quarterback for the Chiefs.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. You've got one of the best wide receivers, specifically in making big plays in Tyreek Hill. You've got the best tight end in football in Travis Kelsey this offense and you have an improved offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs although they will be starting uh three rookies on the line for opening day uh, guys it's the challenge for this defense I kind of love it and and the reason I love it is if you're new on this defense if you're one of the like brand new players John Johnson Troy Hill if you're Greg Newsom, the, the, this the season starts at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. You don't get to start your season in Jacksonville. You don't get to start your season with Philadelphia. Your season starts at a hundred miles an hour with the best offense in the league. Uh, boys just talk about, uh, there's some changes for the chiefs. Sammy Watkins, no longer there. It looks like, uh, Mikko Hardman will get more of a uh, more playing time in the, in the offense. Another speedy guy. Uh I don't know, your impressions of the Chiefs coming in, especially after uh, what happened to them in the Super Bowl last year.
3: I mean, I think that out of these two teams, it's going to be a very like full circle moment this year. One team is going to start another season with this game. Uh, hopefully not the Browns. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's, it is not as clear-cut and drive of Kansas City team as there's been in the past, which is tough to say because – Patrick's Mahone, Patrick Mahomes can make anything happen. Um, but, you know, like I said, the offensive line is new. You know, they got rid of... Um, uh, oh, I do his name. Bad time for that. Eric Mitchell Fisher. Schwartz? No, oh, okay. Eric Fisher. They got rid of Eric Fisher. He's in Indianapolis, I think, now. Um, uh, so, you know, they have a new look to them. They lost Amy Watkins, Watkins on the receiving core. So, um, you know, they might like our defense does their offense might have some, you know, figuring out to do to start this season off. Um, I think the key for the Browns in this game though, is answering. Um, The chiefs are going to put up points. Um, You know, it it would be unrealistic to expect our defense to shut them off and shut them down right off the bat. Right. Uh, I think the most important thing for us to do in this game is to answer anytime they score. And then if we can get some in some other way, if we can force some turnovers uh, while we're on defense or have good special team plays, great. Um, But it is almost absolute that we need to answer every time that the Chiefs score or else we'll, we'll be in a pretty big hole.
2: Yeah, I agree with Joey. I I mean, I, I don't think you can waste possessions against the chief's offense. That is just absolutely dynamic all over the field. Uh, but that is the that is the biggest matchup that I'm looking for in this game is the Chiefs are breaking in a new offensive line and uh, the Browns are breaking in a new defense. A- and we'll see not having a preseason with all the starters on the field is just that's going to be the biggest matchup to me to see how they how they fare. Uh, but um you, again, even with that new offensive line, though, you know, like you mentioned, you still have Mahomes. You still have Tyreek Hill. You know, you still have Miko Harden. You still have speed all over the field. You know, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. So, I I, I think, you know, I think I think you do. I, I think to have a chance in this game, you do have, like, I agree with Joey. You do have to not waste possessions. You have to... You get some sort of points on the board and if not you have to play the field position game and just and and hope you get a stop uh so that yeah i think that's the biggest key to this game
1: yeah boys i think you know defensively against that offense i think i think what's going to be fun is it's it you've got this revamped defensive line yeah uh and and you've got a lot of players that can wreak havoc in the in the offensive backfield with this defensive line you're going to see andrew billings you're going to see Malik McDowell. You're going to see, obviously, you're going to see Jadevian Clowney and Miles Garrett. And I think those guys have a chance to control this game. Like, I, I, again, I don't, it certainly is unrealistic to say, hey, the Browns should shut out the Chiefs. That's not, that's not how they're going to win this game. No, the Chiefs are going no. to get their points because they're that good. But those guys up front, have a chance to make Patrick Mahomes super uncomfortable and they have a chance to ha- to make him make mistakes and he doesn't make a lot of them but man when you can get defensive pressure on him as you saw in the Super Bowl the the Buccaneers got so much pressure on Patrick Mahomes that it made his life miserable mm-hmm. the browns have that yeah. capability on defense they have that capability to do that they have that capability to be so formidable with their front 4 that you can send a blitz, but just make it one guy, just right. one guy, one linebacker, one Mack Wilson, just blitzing in. Jeremiah Wusu koromoa just blitzing in off the edge. And you still are able to drop six players back into coverage. That can make life really difficult for Patrick Mahomes. So I think that, I think the game itself hinges entirely on, does that Browns defensive line do what that Browns defensive line looks like it can do? I, if, yeah, they do, if they do, if they should, I don't like, I, I'm not a big Clyde Edwards Hilaire fan. No. I think he's okay. I think he's okay. And he's an okay running back. He he lit the world on fire week one last year, and then he didn't do a lot of anything the rest of the year. Uh, so can the Browns shut down the running game, make the chiefs one dimensional passing, which by the way, when you play the Chiefs, doesn't always work because one dimensional chiefs passing game is still amazing. Yeah. But then can they make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable? And if you can, man, you've got a chance to, you got a chance to do something. You don't have a chance to shut them out, but you have a chance to hold them to an amount of points that probably a lot of people think you won't do.
3: You know, it's exciting about this game. And I know we want to go with the mindset of going one to no every week. Um, but we, and like I said earlier, it's not like we're playing Jacksonville on the first week. Like we are starting at hundred miles an hour right off the bat. Um, one of the biggest issues the Browns had last year when playing Baltimore was finding a way to contain Lamar Jackson and they would send blitz packages at him, but he would just go around it and they didn't have any competition similar to Lamar Jackson before those games. I kind of like that. You're starting with the most elite team, I think in the NFL uh, right off the bat and you get some real good competition. It's going to be probably one of the hardest games they'll play all year. Um, but it's great for this defense that's not experienced with each other uh, to learn how to contain somebody like Patrick Mahomes or learn from not being able to contain Patrick Mahomes. I think that's a great experience for this defense to have right off the bat. Um, and I think that could help form them into a, a really dominant
1: defense later in this year. On the other side of the ball. Well, oh, go ahead, Jeff.
2: No, I, I was going to say, and, and and that's the thing with, the, with this year. Yes, you know, I mentioned before that they are breaking in a new the Browns are breaking in a new defense. But uh this defense on paper is 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 really good. Is is really, really good. Last year for Mahomes, going into that, going into that game, I I, I think it would be fair to say that not a lot of people had a lot of confidence in our defense that our defense no. could stop Mahomes. But this defense this year is much improved and it is it is not gonna be a walk in the park for Mahomes. Uh, 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 on Sunday, it, it is, it is actually right. not, it's not going to be as easy as last year. And Chad, think uh, back know. to that
1: game. Think back to that game. Think back to the, the Travis Kelsey touchdown where he caught the ball and there yeah. wasn't anybody within 72 yards of him. And he just right. kind of, lum- that isn't going to happen this year. No, you, that's John Johnson, John Johnson and, 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 and Ronnie Harrison are not going to let that happen. Right. Uh, and right. Grant Delpit and they are not letting that ha- happen. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Man, Tyreek Hill's going to get open. Like, that's the thing that's got to... Here's the thing. Like, if I'm coaching it's, the Browns, if I'm coaching the Browns and Patrick Mahomes hits Tyreek Hill for a 70-yard bomb down the field for a touchdown, I kind of throw my hands up in the air and I'm like, you know what? That happens. That happens with those guys. It happens. His, he got behind his us. Speed anyway. alone.
2: His speed alone. Gets well, but also,
1: like, what
3: Tyreek's I, getting these passes on like his, you know... He's an incredible athlete, but a lot of these he's getting on his second or third move or audible to the route after Patrick Mahomes is buying time. I think with this new defensive line we have, with that new defense we have, if there is a way to get to Patrick Mahomes before Tyree gets that chance to alter his routes for the second, third, fourth time, you're going to illuminate that completely.
1: And here's the thing. Tyree Kill is all about crossing routes and deep routes. So the other thing is Again, yeah, he's going to get you deep every once in a while. It happens. That happens almost every game with the Chiefs. It is what it is. What well, you've got to eliminate are you can't let Tyreek Hill catch the ball eight yards down the field and take it for 42 yards. You can't let Tyreek Hill catch the ball on a cross with nobody around him like he did in that game and take the ball 38 yards. That's the I, stuff you've got to watch. So it, it it's kind of that like – it's like you know what? If we give up that big blow-up play, it happens. Let's just try to avoid sure. it. But it's those sure. other things that we've got to try to stop. And 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 I do think I'm not a big Sammy Watkins fan, but I also think they lose a pretty reliable possession type receiver. And Michael Hardman's not exactly that. No, nope. Michael Hardman's a speed dude. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a little bit of a different look offensively. And I think I think the Browns and the defense, I think I think they got a chance to do something again, not shutout wise, but to control yeah. the game in a way that I think a lot of people don't think they can. Let's move. Oh, go ahead, uh, One chief, last thing. I was
2: going to uh, last thing. Yeah. Last thing. The Chiefs are not going to have the Chiefs receivers are not going to have the space that they had last year when these two teams played in a play. Better not. Better not. They're not, They're going, they to. not. <laughs>
1: They're not going to <laughs> uh, go to the other side of the ball real quick. Uh, you've got the Browns offense, which we've talked about. We've talked about Baker. Obviously, you're going to have Chubb and Hunt. I, like, There's so many things that happen with this offense that I think about before I let myself think about Chubb and Hunt. Like, right? I'm like, oh, cool, Odell's coming back. Let's see how that happens. And yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones has just been lighting it up all camp. He really looks like he's grown into a great player. Sweet. I'm thinking about David Njoku. I, 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 I'm wondering if he can't break out. I'm thinking of all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, I look at the team, and I'm like, "Oh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are in the backfield with Baker Mayfield. Like, it is the it's the most formidable running tandem in all of football. Probably the most formidable running tandem in all of football in years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and guys, this this defense for the Chiefs, they played us. They played the Browns well." In that game, in the playoffs, they stacked the box. They said, we're not going to let Nick Chubb beat us. And the Browns offensively sputtered. Yeah. I think that with, again, getting Odell Beckham back, that means the chiefs can't play stack the box as much as they did. You've got Jarvis. You've got if Donovan Peoples Jones really emerges into what people think he is. Now the Chiefs can't stack the box the way they did. So all Man, of a sudden, uh, <laughs> I think I think the Browns are going to have much more success in this game than they did in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. because I think they have so many more options to go to.
2: Yeah, it's I think so, team. too. And I would say, and don't forget, there's reports out there that Tyron Matthews' availability is in question. So, I mean, that's a, that would be a big loss for the Chiefs' defense as well. Yeah.
3: There are no doubt a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. Um, it'll be probably the most interesting story out of the season for this offense will be who gets the ball. Uh, what, you know, are they going to run like a, a game where they're really heavy on Jarvis or Odell or um, certain games where they're running really heavy on the run. Um, it'll be interesting to see how um, that ball is spread out because you have elite playmakers at every single position. So <laughs> Uh, it's not you know you're not relying on some some third tier wide receiver too, that's going to be catching a ball every
1: you know drive I don't know right well and you guys have to remember remember down the stretch last year the Browns were dealing with COVID they were dealing with injuries they were dealing with all kinds of remember remember the Jets game they didn't even yeah. have wide receivers they went into that game without wide receivers zero wide receivers yeah. from their yeah. regular roster played in that Jets game and what happened they lost because they had zero game. wide receivers that play on their normal team and there the people that were there were learning the playbook in the parking right. right before the game right right yeah there were there were, so they, were funny. they were running plays in the parking garage so again I I just think you're gonna have this continuity and I and I think all of the players are on the same page and that's my favorite part about it whether it's Odell Beckham and everybody talks about Odell Beckham constantly Even though he has shown none of this since he's been here, like he's some kind of diva, he has shown none of that since he's been here. And he said countless amounts of time, whether I'm a guy that catches a hundred passes for fifteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns, or whether I'm the guy that blows the lid off a defense so that Jarvis can catch passes underneath, or Hooper can catch passes, or Kareem Hunt can catch passes. Odell has said it countless times. I don't care. I want to win. That's all that matters. Yeah. Are you going to see him out there? Like if he's open and Baker misses him, are you going to see him flail his hands a little bit and, and like go up to Baker and be like, I was, yes, because that's what you yeah, want to see out of a wide receiver. But that's, that's
2: what you want but, to see, but, but, but that's any receiver, right? That's, and, that's receiver. what you want.
1: That's what you want out of a yeah. receiver. But right. these guys, I think Joe, you said, there's a lot of mouse to feed. I think they're also selfless that it doesn't matter. I think, I think in a game, I think we could have a game where, Jarvis and Odell get bottled up, but Hooper goes crazy. And Donovan Peoples-Jones has eight catches. And you're not going to hear a peep out of Landry and Odell. Uh, and I think they there's there's that cohesion with this team. It is a little bit unique. I think the reason so many people assume that you're going to run into these problems is because so many teams do run into those problems when you have that many miles to feed. I think the cohesion on this team, I, I think it's unique. And... Yeah. And I think that makes a difference. I think that makes Baker Mayfield's life easier. I think we're finally going to find him at a place where he doesn't feel like he has to get the ball to a certain person. He doesn't have to get Odell Beckham eight catches a game. He doesn't have to force that. He's just going to play the game and it's going to, he's going to take what it gives him. And if Baker Mayfield does that, if Baker Mayfield does that, every question about Baker Mayfield gets answered within the first three weeks of the season. Baker Mayfield yeah. goes from can he be that guy to holy shit, Baker
2: is that guy. Yeah. But I mean, like I said last week, though, there's part of me that really wants people to just keep doubting him just because he just plays so much better. <laughs> he just he just plays so much
1: better with that chip on his shoulder. I agree with that. But at the same time, Chad, I'm a little tired of it. It just in this. Yeah, eventually, okay. that's okay. Eventually, if you're gonna be elite, if you're gonna be an elite team, if you're gonna be one of the best teams, you're gonna have to play well when people aren't doubting you.
2: That's okay. Uh, so the that's chip's okay. got to go. Well, I I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that because he because you might be you might be tired of it, but he's not. Like I told like I said earlier, the great players find stuff to get motivated. Like when they feel like they've accomplished all they can, the great players find stuff to motivate themselves. Even if they, no matter what type of year they had, it, it, the the great players find motivational pieces uh, I, uh, to, 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 keep that, to, to keep that motivation.
1: That's fair. All right, boys, so let's wrap up our Browns talk with our official first Browns prediction of the year. Browns Chiefs 425 this Sunday. Let's start with Chad. Chad, what's your prediction for this game?
2: Oh, man. It's a tough one to predict. Uh... All right, if I'm all right, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, your Browns are breaking in a new defense. Kansas City's breaking in a new offensive line. I, I, I think with this new front seven on this Browns defense, I think they get pressure on Mahomes, and I it, it's going to be close. I think the Browns win this game 31 28.
1: Ooh, all right, 31-28, Browns start 1-0 for the first time since 1946. Joey, That's right. <laughs> what is your prediction for this game?
3: Uh, same kind of boat as Chad. I think, um, I think this game's an absolute shootout. I think uh, the key is that the Browns are answering every time that the Chiefs score and then some. Um, I'm looking at a 35-28 Browns victory.
1: Ooh, Browns, let's go. Uh, all right, so that brings it to me, and I'm I'm real on the fence. Yeah, I, me, so was I. When you ask me, so was I. I'm real on the fence. Uh, I I think it. I think it's a classic. I think it's a classic week one game that we're going to be talking about all season. I don't think it's going it to be sloppy. Like it feels like It feels like that Baltimore Cleveland game from last year. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be sloppy. I don't think it's going to be. A shitty game. I don't think these teams are like going to be finding their way. I think these two teams are ready to hit each other. I think these two teams are ready to play each other. And so I agree with you guys. Uh, defense be damned. Uh, I, I think you guys are you're in for a long day if you're playing defense in this game because you have two elite offenses. And so uh, I, I'm going to say final score 38-35. and I'm going to give it to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I'm going to say 38, 35 Browns. I think they're going to kick this season off right, and I think it's going to be a wild ride from there. So that's our Browns prediction. If you want to give us your Browns predictions, get over to our social media. Let us know what you think is going to happen. And uh, we've got some fun things coming up, so we'll talk about it, but check, uh, 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 check out our socials. We'll post it, but we're going to jump on with our friend Cameron Justice, uh, and she is going to play the Brown schedule game with us. We're going to release that before the season starts. So get ready for that. And then as we did last year, one of us, two of us, three of us, somebody, uh, we will get on and we'll do a live post game Browns wrap up show after the game, talk about what happened. Uh, and, uh, and just discuss that with you and you guys can be a part of that as well. So stick tuned, stay tuned to our social media. So, with that being said, we're going to end this show with a couple last things. And, well, the first thing, it's going to be pretty fun. Again, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, Joey... Well, Joey got engaged this last weekend. Uh, Which, by the way, Joe, because you've had such a big weekend, uh, we want to have a little bit of fun with you. So, if you would go to the Zoom uh, participants box, my friend. There is... There's a special guest that's waiting to jump in with us. Could you go ahead and let that special guest in, please? Uh Uh-oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got with us a very special guest. Uh, It is, uh, we just got done talking about Joey's big weekend. Uh, He got engaged to the love of his life. And we got a special guest because the love of his life is on with us right now, ladies and gentlemen. The future Mrs. Joey Whalen, Maddie Hayride. Maddie, welcome to the Garage Bears podcast.
6: Thank you. Happy to be how here. Exciting Let's is go. This?
1: <laughs> this is so exciting.
2: So, Maddie, how are you feeling?
6: I'm doing great. Feeling
1: good.
2: Yeah, I I even made things festive for the big celebration, Maddie. How do you, How do you feel about it? <laughs> oh, I love it. You he heard those it.
3: lights up almost a year and a half ago in preparation for this day.
2: And I haven't turned them on until now, until right now.
1: Correct. And now uh, the festivities are on, and it is just we're going to have a good time. So, Joe, we've we've plotted a little plan with Maddie here. Ooh. Uh, so, with you obviously being engaged, yes. Uh, uh, we want to know. We want to know how well. Maddie knows you. We want to know how well you know yourself, really, Joe. And so we set up uh, what's going to be called, we're going to call this the pre-newlyweds game. Okay. And what's fun is we've set this up for you, but we're going to need you to go back on the back end of this and like play the newlyweds game music uh, because that's going to be good. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Uh,
1: But we can talk. Yeah. So I have sent Maddie a list of questions and it's a list of questions about you, Joe. And so what we're going to do is we're going to read those questions and then Joe, you're going to answer what you think Maddie is going to say. And then we're going to see how well, or you're going to answer the question, I guess. We're going to see how well Maddie knows you. Ooh. So we've got a good amount of questions. All right. And we feel like this is a good way to kick this episode off because again, if you're just tuning in or just listening, Joey and Maddie getting married, they got engaged this weekend. It was awesome. So Maddie, are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right.
2: Awesome. All right, Joe. 100, 150 questions, Joe, so buckle <laughs> up. <laughs> there's it's actually like
1: the ACTs. Let's go. I think yeah. there's six. There's 16 questions. I sent Maddie 21 awesome. questions, and there, there were five that she was like, yeah, don't ask that one. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, okay, so Joe, question number one. We yeah. asked Maddie, so what do you think Maddie said, or what, what should she have said? We asked Maddie What is Joey most afraid of?
3: And this is uh, about me. It's about you. About me. Wow. What are you, Joe? Uh, What
1: are you most afraid of? I want to go with snakes. Snakes. Joe says snakes. Maddie, what did you say? What is Joey most afraid of?
6: I said pickles. Pickles!
1: (laughs) That's a
3: close second.
6: You you would put pickles second?
3: I would because they're not going to kill me. Will a snake, eat a Pickle? Oh I, yeah, I, ooh, I don't know. Can I choose neither? <laughs> I want really come know up with a right? brand
1: that the slogan is "Hold the snake, eat a pickle."
2: I will say, <laughs> like
3: the the pickle is a close second, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know why. I gotta know the backstory. Which story on this? <laughs> the the pickle.
3: I understand the snakes, What's well, I pickle. I don't know, man. It's just it's. Um, I don't think I like vinegar. We had this conversation this weekend too. I don't know if I'd like. Just dislike just vinegar type things or what? Uh, and I've tried them in every way in the sun. I've tried them fried. I've tried them on sandwiches or burgers. I've tried them just plain. Uh, I tried like relish, like none
1: of it. It's all horrible. Um, Chad, Joe was here like maybe one of the last times he was home. And I was doing that thing where you like dump a ranch packet into pickle juice and let the pickles <laughs> marinate. And then I was eating sure. them and they're freaking delicious. So Joe, <laughs> Joe's not paying attention. And he walks past me in the kitchen. And I'm like eating this pickle and he like, actually, it wasn't like fake. It wasn't like a fake thing. He <laughs> actually was like, huh?
0: And like I had to walk past. <laughs> <out. laughs>
3: it just, it triggers just like a gag reflex. And uh, oh, yeah,
2: it's no good. Wait, wait. So like, you don't like pickles. You're not scared of them. Like if someone came at you with a pickle, you're not like, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs>
3: I mean, if it's, like, being, like, force-fed to me, I'd be terrified of him. Like, that'd be oh, a God. very scarring experience. <laughs>
1: oh, <God. laughs> All right, so now you know if you ever capture Joe for any reason and you want to torture him, force-feed him pickles. That's the way to do it. Now oh, I do it. Uh, so, Joe and Maddie, uh, off to a, a, a start where I give Maddie credit for that because I think it should have been pickles, but Joe went with snakes. But that's fine. So, here's the next question. Joey, we asked Maddie what your favorite restaurant is. What is your favorite restaurant? Oh...
3: <laughs> hmm. cook out I mean there's many <laughs> options here you're gonna have to pick one pick one correct
6: I also Is put like, many a, options
3: <laughs> yeah um I don't know like the first thing that kind of mind just make me sound kind of trashy uh, hey, <laughs> but I, I, trash. Would, go trash I would say red rather
4: Yep. <laughs> <That's what I laughs> oh, yeah! Oh, oh
1: yeah, oh, yeah! <laughs> Did you really put Red Robin, Maddie?
6: I really did. (laughs) What? I said Red Robin and pretty much any Mexican.
1: uh, uh,
3: Probably up until the pandemic, we, well, not we. I kind of like made Maddie go there like once a month.
1: The Red Robin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but those, but that, that, Maddie, even you got to say that, that like dusting that they give you for the french fries, the french fries seasoning. Yeah, the
6: fries are good. Fries are good.
1: Campfire
3: sauce. Anyone? Campfire sauce? I just do just a plain cheeseburger like a bacon cheeseburger definitely no pickles or else i would leave and then fries
2: oh All right, dude, so th- what? N- n- the next time you dip your fries in the campfire sauce ask for a side it is boom unreal Great. the well, next we'll question <laughs> the next question by the way uh, by the way it's not trashy to like red robin uh, joe come on come on Are you kidding me red robin well, i thought we were going like it's fancy restaurant <laughs> I, you know, I don't know nope. red robin if you're listening <laughs> Contact Mike. Joe or myself. Are- <laughs>
1: uh, all right. Uh, so uh, this should be a short answer, Joe. Uh, we asked Maddie, how would you describe Joey first thing in the morning?
3: Oh, um, loud,
1: loud. Oh, I like that answer, loud. We're gonna. Joey says loud. Maddie, how would you describe Joey first thing in the morning? Loud. Wow.
6: I said thoughtful and quiet, so (laughs) that's exact (laughs) opposite. Wow, (laughs) that's—I mean, (laughs) our roles have reversed recently, though. So now I get up earlier. So to me, he's quiet in the morning, but um, as he's
1: just laying there sleeping.
6: Well, and I said thoughtful because he usually makes me coffee and takes Finley out, which is really nice while I'm getting ready. So I, that Dang. was the first thing that came to mind was thoughtful <laughs> and calm.
3: Uh, it's usually followed by like unloading the dishwasher, like starting laundry or something. I
6: like think so. previously when I used to try to sleep in, then he would be loud, but that doesn't happen as much anymore. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> now that you have to get up early, he's thoughtful and quiet. All right. Next question. Uh, We've got one right so far. Uh, We asked Maddie, how would Joey describe the perfect weekend? Joe?
3: Is it like a perfect weekend with Maddie or just like... Uh, the
1: perfect weekend, okay. Perfect,
6: Am I not included perfect. in all perfect weekends?
1: It, 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 oh, yeah. probably, oh, it okay. probably should include yeah. her. It <laughs> probably should include her.
2: Maddie, earmuffs, Maddie. Uh, include, <laughs> include Maddie, Joey. Include Maddie. It would
3: probably involve like something naturey, like we like kayaking a lot, and then something with Finley. So like a dog park, and then grilling out.
1: Ooh, what'd you say, Maddie?
6: Um, I said my first answer would be driving up to Cleveland to be a family. I feel like that would definitely be his first choice of all weekends, but then otherwise I said a typical Nashville weekend I said, would be going to the dog park kayaking um, and then ending the day at a brewery or baseball game.
1: Boom. You know, we're giving (laughs) you credit for that. Acceptable. That's two points. We're giving you credit for that, especially because you threw in like the come to Cleveland is like the perfect weekend because (laughs) that is the perfect (laughs) perfect 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 out of
6: town weekend, but Nashville weekend. I agree.
1: Yeah. All right. I'm so looking forward to this next question. Congrats on the last one. I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> I think he might we know. Asked Maddie, We asked Maddie, what article of clothing does Joey wear that you want to throw in the trash?
3: Oh. Oh, I have like three pairs of basketball shorts from like middle school, like <laughs> middle school. Like I got them when I was at Avon middle school in seventh grade and i wear them they are in well two of them are in like a goodwill bag right now to take to goodwill
1: um one of them hasn't made it there quite yet are those your basketball shorts that come down to like halfway down your yes like below
6: the knee which is oh the ones
1: that i always hoped i would grow into and never did (laughs) maddie was you right yes Yes! I, had it, I, oh. I was
6: bad at answering only one thing for a lot of these questions, though, so I kind wow. of had two-part answers for most of them. Which you know, the other one would be Skechers.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, the Skechers. Yeah, I
6: associate Skechers <laughs> as like an elementary school brand. So even though they make nice adult shoes now, I just can't get over the brand. But I but think we've so eliminated comfy. all the Skechers from his wardrobe at this point. So I think we're in the clear. So yes, I would definitely skip what? them. Basketball shorts are. Or- the more current option. <laughs> we
4: might need to re this
3: question after I start wearing Crocs to the grocery store. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that.
2: Listen, I'm a little more lenient on please, the Crocs. Can we please get a picture of you in those shorts and put it on the garage <laughs> <social> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, and then have I a mean, vote. Yeah. The thumbs yeah. up,
6: thumbs down on Instagram poll. <laughs> can Joey yes, keep I these?
2: <laughs>
1: <Wow>. <laughs> they legit, every time I see him in them, I'm like, my dude, like they are—they're almost pants. They're nearly the bell bottom,
6: you
3: know. All season shorts. I mean, what, what do you all want? season? And, and one of the, the pairs are reversible
1: shorts. too. So, I just know, it's like, I feel like better. you're outside in those. If you're outside <laughs> in those and there's a heavy gust of wind, you are gone. Like yes, they that's they correct. Taking you. All right. Uh, so another correct answer. We're getting to be on a roll. Okay. We asked Maddie, "What is something that Joey does for you that he hates?" But he does it just for you. So Joey, what do you do for Maddie that you hate, but you do it for her anyways? That I hate? This is a hard one. Dislike. It can be that's, dislike.
3: That's tough. Um <laughs> there's so much. No, I'm just kidding. I, I hate, just kidding.
2: I hate all of this stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah. Ah, I don't know. What do I dislike? It's not really anything i dislike
2: doing
1: all right we need an answer
3: um i don't i mean i don't know like starting to cook dinner like 20 minutes before the podcast starts <laughs> it's the, it's the <laughs> we, only one i can think of we hate the,
2: that. Bacon, the bacon incident of 2020
3: <laughs> it's actually a weekly incident i just got really good at hiding it
1: <laughs> love it all right maddie what did you say
6: um i said walking finley Cause he definitely pulls the heavy weight on taking care of Finley. So
1: I don't know. Do you hate walking Finley?
6: Um He walks Finley funny. like 90% of the time and I take like 10%. So I think he'd <laughs> like that to be a little more equal, which we'll get there. That's
4: so. a fair one.
6: That's a fair one. But <laughs> but I did say dog. maybe cooking, but I didn't think that he hated that. So
1: no, I, I like cooking.
6: Right. Yeah. Like he, he likes cooking. So depending on the day, right.
1: All right, so the hot streak cools off a little bit. Uh, Let's move on. If Joey could be any famous person, alive or dead, who would he choose to be? That's what we asked Maddie. I think I got this one. Joey, if you could be any famous person, alive or dead, who would you choose to be? Maddie's confident.
3: She thinks she's got it and she's confident with it. I
6: don't think she would think that I would know this, though. I will say that.
3: If I could be this person. hmm. Dylan Windler. (laughs) <laughs> left hand three-point <laughs> shot. <laughs> he probably uh, could fit
1: into those shorts.
3: I mean, I, I could only think yeah. of like an idol, like a like a sports idol.
1: Well, go ahead and th- say it out loud. I would be Jim Tomy. All right, Maddie, what'd you come up with?
6: That's what I put, but I thought it was put Jim Tomy.
1: Let's go, Let's go. <laughs> Jim Tomy. <laughs> I
6: did not pronounce Thome.
1: it. Thome Jim Thome. Good one, Matt. All right. See, that was good. If you know it's Joey, Jim Thome is, is like idol. So, yeah, exactly. that was a good one. All right. Next up on the list, we asked Maddie, what is Joey's favorite meal? Joey, what's your favorite meal?
3: I can think of an item that's definitely my meal. It's potatoes in any way, shape, or form.
1: <laughs>
3: pickled <laughs> potatoes. Except pickled yeah.
4: Pickled potatoes? <laughs>
3: I don't think you do. I guess, I guess like, except potatoes with malt vinegar on it, but probably just like a classic like,
1: steak and potatoes kind of vibe. Steak and potatoes is the answer. Maddie, what'd you put?
6: I said steak and potatoes.
1: <laughs> steak and potatoes. Right. A classic.
6: <laughs> Who doesn't love that? I mean,
1: there's
6: so many ways you can do it.
1: I believe <laughs> you guys. I believe you actually ate steak and potatoes at dinner the night you got engaged.
3: I did. true. Yes. Steak and frites. Or frites. Is it one frite or two frites? Just steak and multiple frites. frites. Steak and frites. Who cares, it's Chad? Steak no, it's not steak, steak and frites. Steak. It's just steak frites. That's
1: what I'm getting. Who,
2: yeah. who cares? It's steak and fries. <laughs>
1: we call them freedom fries. <laughs> yeah,
2: freedom fries.
1: America. All right, Joe, let's see if you can get this one. We asked Maddie, what is your favorite physical feature of Joey? Of me? Yes, you, the Joey <laughs> on the screen, yeah. <laughs> the one she's engaged to.
2: No, no, what? Finley. Like what the? F- <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Joe. What is what is your fiance's favorite physical feature of you?
3: My eyes.
6: He said his fatty. smile and his eyes. Okay.
1: All right. All right. All right. Five yeah. and a half points. You got five and a half points. I you feel like very
4: conceited
3: to
1: answer that question. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was kind of douchey, Joe. It Was kind of <sighs> douchey of you to answer totally. that question. All right, <laughs> Maddie, we asked Maddie, "What is Joey's favorite junk food?" Whoa. Joey, what's your favorite junk food? Man.
3: If we're gonna get like really specific
1: with it, it's Mitchell's caramel fudge brownie ice cream. Ooh, god, that sounds good. All right, Mitchell's Caramel Fudge Brownie Ice Cream. You got real specific, Maddie.
2: Did you get Wait. so specific? <laughs> oh, What were you going to say, Chad? I was going to say, what's the non-specific answer? Is there like a generic? like just Mitchell's. Because Maddie had more than... Mitchell's, okay. All right. Yeah. It's ice cream.
6: I also put three okay. options, so I'm really bad at this game.
4: <laughs> what, what
6: is happening? <laughs> All right. It didn't you occur. Pick- I mean, that makes sense that you'd have to pick one, but I put Mitchell's, Chicken Nuggets, and Grippo's.
1: Yeah. All oh, smashed what? into a milkshake. No. And then you Absolutely eat. Absolutely not. Some Mitchell's, some dino nuggies, and uh some Grippos spicy barbecue potato chips. You ever had Grippos, Chad? I've not. I've not. Oh. 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 What, is, it, is that a some? national thing? Or is that up here? No, it's a Cincinnati it's a. thing. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
6: We make a special really? stop to get them. <laughs>
1: Okay. The, the same right. gas station every time. Same
3: gas station wow. uh, right by Kings Island in Mason, Ohio.
6: Man, there's just a
2: lot of things I got to get with now. I mean, I I'll haven't bring, seen I'll bring you up t- some and then we can meet. Tons. I mean, I haven't seen, remember the Titans? I haven't had Grippos. Like, I'm just learning all new t- sorts of things tonight, guys. Yeah, you, might,
1: you might have a big week up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a big week for you.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: You also haven't maybe seen home, Joe. Maybe Home his, Depot. I don't know. You haven't seen Joe in his basketball shorts that come down to his shins.
2: <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> we gotta work on that. We work on so that. much so much activities.
6: We've been slowly upgrading. Go not
1: Joseph. Joseph. We asked Maddie, where would Joey go on his dream vacation?
3: Ooh. Ooh, I, it would have to be Ireland.
6: Yep. Yeah. Oh Maddie. That was easy. I also think he would thrive at Oktoberfest, so that would be another one. But I did say specifically yeah. Ireland, to go to the Guinness factory.
1: <laughs> yeah, I specifically love how you said you think you would thrive at Oktoberfest.
6: Yeah.
1: Oh, I would thrive. Yeah, for sure. Would I, I would th- th- thrive there. I think you would thrive for a hot minute, and then I think maybe there would be less thriving as the Oktoberfest continued.
3: Yeah, fair. I would need to spend like a year not drinking beer beforehand. Right. So don't <laughs> I think that's fair gl- for gl- yeah.
4: count.
1: <laughs> Oktoberfest. Not for gluten uh, intolerant people. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. If Joe, we asked Maddie, if Joey was an animal, what animal would he be? Dog. An obvious one, right? It's so obvious and it's so lame. (laughs) I mean, but like, name a better one. What animal would you be? Yes. Who would you be? Top of my head, easy for you, easy turtle, definitely, (laughs) certainly a turtle. (laughs) Hi. I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> you like eat watermelon in like three bites, like that was so quick. That was so quick. Why would you say turtle? I'm just looking at him. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All,
6: right. All right, If you're going to go uh, with obvious answers, you could choose whale.
1: You could choose whale. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me.
6: Whaling. Why is that? It's like oh, the last Wayland. name. It's in the name.
1: You know, Waylon. Thanks. I was like, that's a tough one. That's a tough one there, Maddie.
6: <laughs> right? No, dog is the right answer. Dog,
1: is sure dog. Yeah, all right answer. All right. Okay, we give you credit for it. Uh, it uh, we asked Maddie, if Joey won the lottery, what's the first thing he would buy? Joseph?
3: <laughs> buy or like <laughs> pay off? Because if I just pay off student loans, that'd probably be <laughs> numero uno.
6: <laughs> I think what's the first
3: know. thing you would buy? Well, Did you say pay off?
6: I said buy the rest of his college tuition. <laughs>
3: buy the rest of my college tuition.
6: And then I, uh, the and then I would buy another
3: would, one. I mean, the All first right. thing I would buy would obviously be a massive house.
1: Yep.
3: Massive house with the
1: pool. house. So you guys you guys both nailed the house and the tuition? Yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. you're getting a bonus point for that. You guys know each point. other
2: so well. You guys should get married. <laughs> you guys should totally like okay. spend yeah, some life should, like, together. Tie the knot. Okay. Let's do it.
1: That's fine. Twist my arm. All right, Joe, this is just a pop quiz for you. We asked Maddie, where was your first date? Joey, where was your first date?
3: Our first official date was at my fraternity's formal uh, at the Hutton Hotel in Nashville.
1: Is that right?
6: Yes. Founder's formal.
3: Bam. But I also had a second answer
6: that I think he also was going to say.
3: The second answer would be like, um, it was, well, so like we met like right before the end of the semester and then she went to France for like a month or so and then came back and then like our first like
6: solo date, date we
3: were dating was we drove to Atlanta and went to Ikea. We did a date trip to Atlanta and went to Ikea out there.
6: Yep. And oh, he drove us dress- there and back and then built my dresser all on the same day. It was
2: Bam. What? You oh, guys are on yeah, a roll. Woman.
6: And Atlanta was not close. That was our closest IQ. It was like five and a half. Hours. Yeah, like five hours. Really early
1: for that. Mm-hmm. So we're, I'm questioning, uh, Maddie, I'm questioning your judgment of just jumping in the car with this guy.
6: Well, we knew each other for dude. a while before that. We just weren't officially
1: dating at that point. Mm. I'm pretty
6: sure it was the very <laughs> next day that he officially asked. So,
1: Oh, yeah. uh, Ikea, well, Ikea set the romance.
6: Yeah. <laughs> adore, oh yeah. <laughs> adore, adore, Bringing people together.
1: I got two more questions. We asked Maddie, "What's the first thing that you thought when you first met Joey? What's the first thing that came into your head when you first met Met Joey?" Me? Yes. Um, What was the thing that came into Maddie's head when she first met you?
3: This dude is hammered.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I have a story time for this one.
1: (laughs) Okay, I like story time. All right, so Maddie, what was your answer?
6: My answer was that he was funny and sweet. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
4: okay.
6: and, and hammer. which was <laughs> <one's and> adjacent <laughs> to hammered
1: <laughs> same night same night same night same night
6: we were at our friend broochie's house and he was having like a small house party it was like a one bedroom one bath place not big i was dd'ing for my friend group and joey had been there with his fraternity brothers during the day for a while so he was you know ahead of ahead of others And he came up to me I don't think I like knew his Like I knew his name at the time But we had like barely ever met He was like friend of a friend And he came up to me with a glass of water I was like you should really like Hydrate throughout the night Like you should make sure to drink water And I
4: was
6: like (laughs) I don't think I even told him that I was VDing But like I literally had not Had a sip of alcohol So but it was (laughs) so funny And I, I feel like that was It was very sweet like In theory, you know, and obviously, you can tell that we're like the mom and dad of the group because we're always trying to make sure people are, you know,
1: (laughs) having a good time and responsible. You you look like you've been drinking all of
2: (laughs) that.
6: He didn't say that. That probably wouldn't have gone over so well. He didn't
2: say <laughs> pretty a pretty glass of water for a pretty girl. <laughs> hey, what's your yeah, name? Probably a little more close what, to what it was. What's what's your name?
1: <laughs> I think you knew my oh, name at that point. My name is my name is Nashville.
2: I <laughs> don't really know it right now, but you'll find out later. You'll, you'll find out another day. You're, another you're so day.
1: funny. You're so funny. You're <laughs> take this, take this water.
2: I'm pretty right, sure
6: last- that night also ended in me driving him and Sam back home and yes. then him messaging me on Facebook to slide into the DMs old fashioned way. Oh, oh okay. 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 it
4: worked out. So probably sorry. at
3: the party is like, I don't I don't know when it was you can find me on Facebook.
1: Hey, don't if you're listening to this and you're thinking about sliding into some DMs. You got to be good about it, so don't just go out and slide into the...
3: Also, this is like when Facebook Messenger was like the primary like messaging yeah.
1: space, so that's how long ago that was.
3: Joey's oh still the only
1: one that uses it.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I don't think anyone uses a- a- it. I remember AIM. <laughs> like that A-M, was the, the greatest. It was that's, back when there was awesome. wasn't a
3: separate
1: Messenger app and everything was just in the Facebook app. Running, running to the quad to grab some lunch. Be back soon. Uh, the
2: away messages on A, yeah. the greatest. <laughs> gross. My roommate, well, quick, quick stuff. My roommate got so annoyed. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Spaceballs, uh, but <laughs> my, um, my away message, every time someone left, it would come over my speakers. I had the ball saying, "I'd say, come back, you fat bearded bitch!" <laughs> like every time someone <laughs> left, that's what it would say over the speakers. <laughs> like every time somebody logged off, <laughs> every time, every time that's the so door, great. every time, the, every time the door yeah. shut, I had it. it had, come <laughs> back, you fat bearded bitch! Like I would say. <laughs> All
1: right, last question for Miss Maddie, the fiance, the new fiance. For Joey, our, our boy Joey here She's flashing the ring, it's all flashy and shiny And stuff, so here's the last question We asked Maddie, Joey What do you like best about Joey overall? What do you think Maddie says to that? How oh, about me? Yeah, that, it's, it's the whole thing has been about you Literally this whole time uh, It's just easier to go the
3: other way around um, That's right um, uh, I don't know um I uh,
6: There's gotta be a few things,
1: right? There's gotta be good things. Um bottom, you gotta spit something out here.
3: I don't know. Like I take care of the place. <laughs> he takes care of the place.
6: <laughs> That's really sweet. It's <laughs> not some, wrong.
3: It's I mean, but it's your wrong answer. Yeah.
6: <laughs> but- <laughs> But you're not wrong. That is, that is very true. One I, of the
1: many I, don't know. Things. I don't know if I, I don't know what this one would be. All right. So Maddie hit us the big finish. What do you like most about Joey?
6: I said that we're always on the same wavelength. Yeah. And I feel like we're really aligned. Like we have a lot of the same opinions and we like and dislike the same things. And we have like the same thought in our head a lot of the times. So um,
3: literally the, the only difference of things we don't like are pickles.
1: That's a big. De- that's a big deal, though. You guys are going to have to figure that out. I, that's I, going to make you just have mine. That'll I sense. I sense years of counseling for Joe to get over that.
6: <laughs>
1: I think that's we can just live
6: without planning. pickles. I can sacrifice the yeah. pickles. That's fine. Wow.
2: wow! Wow! That's a. That means it's a not a big ass. That's it's fine. that's a, that's a big deal. God, <laughs> uh, being on the same wavelength <laughs> is going to make wedding planning so much easier.
4: True.
2: <laughs> oh, we finished <laughs> it on so
3: the we'll drive back do. to Nashville yesterday. We planned the whole thing. Yeah. Done.
1: Your sister's going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm <All right>. kidding. <laughs> So again, though, that was our newlywed game. Uh, the good news for you guys is we asked 16 questions and you get credit for 10 and a half correct answers. Uh, so you nailed weird. it. Does it? <laughs> I think you nailed it and I think the ones you got wrong uh, were... Oh well, yeah.
4: Pissed.
3: The ones we got wrong weren't like far off. And
1: or, they were still nice. Yeah. You still did well. Yeah, You still gave nice answers. So Maddie... Bam! Uh, from for me and Chad here on Garage Beers, uh, congratulations! It was thank an awesome you. weekend, and uh, uh, you're jumping in with an awesome guy, our our own Garage Beers Joe here. Uh, I know. So it. <laughs> thank you for jumping on with us tonight. Thanks for playing this little game and surprising Joey. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks. See you guys. You. I, I, mean, I mean, I I probably won't. I
2: probably won't, Maddie. But it was nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> nice meeting you as well. <laughs> See you
1: guys. All right, guys. That was a a ton of fun. Thank you again to Joey's amazing, wonderful, uh, incredibly kind, beautiful fiance Maddie Haride, or who is going to be Maddie Whalen at some point. Or I guess I shouldn't assume that. At some point, <laughs> I guess. I guess I shouldn't assume that. But after the wedding. And stay tuned to Garage Beers. We will be live streaming Joey's wedding. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) uh, But no, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun hanging out with Maddie a little bit. And, uh, you know, just getting to know Joey, the person, a little more for you, the listener. So thank you again, Maddie. And again, congratulations to you guys. uh, As uh, It was just an awesome weekend. So that's going to do it. For us here on the Garage Beers podcast, we just got one more thing we got to take care of, and as always, we end it with our three cheers of the week. And so, to kick us off with our three cheers of the week, I'm going to send it over to Joey Whalen. Oh,
3: well, thing I'll cheer uh, the Cleveland. Brand. No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely not. I want to cheer my beautiful fiance. Uh, we had a wonderful uh, time this past weekend, as we've talked about many times on this episode, but a uh, beautiful proposal great weekend with family um so cheers to maddie and her family
2: Woo!
1: maddie and family chad what's your cheer of the week
2: oh god did you have to come to me uh no, i don't fucking know guys uh yeah cheers to joey cheers to joey for getting engaged man taking a plunge <laughs> honestly congratulations man yeah I, you know i, I think it
3: takes the second place to your lights
2: <laughs> no, no, no. No, it does. That was the first. Oh, it definitely does.
1: It does. It oh. does. It does. It All does. right. All right. Uh, yeah, Joe, my cheers obviously goes to you and Maddie. Uh, it was a spectacular weekend. Like I said, cheers to the Botanical Garden here in Cleveland uh, with a spectacular backdrop for Joey's yeah. engagement. Uh, cheers to my wife for going covert with me. And we got pictures of Joey getting on one knee and proposing to Maddie. Uh, and... And cheers to uh, uh, just one of the most spectacular restaurants that we have here in Cleveland called uh, L'Albatro, which is uh, on Case Western Reserve's campus. Uh, and it is just uh, it's, it's a French restaurant. It's got one of the best outdoor patios in Cleveland. If you need to take somebody on a date, take them to l'Albatro, it is awesome. Uh, we had our little private room that really took care of us, and uh, the whole weekend was great. So, cheers to you and Maddie and a wonderful weekend.
2: Can you say that in an unruly French accent? Oh, cheers to troch.
1: La cheers to L'herbertreau. L'herbertreau. <laughs> It was a, a wonderful weekend. I think oh, I went German yeah. there for a minute. Well, I, I, I definitely oh, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it was wonderful. That was not what I meant to say.
2: <laughs> uh, sit, in no. your, sit in your private room with your... cover fest.
1: <laughs> Me and Joey were sitting there with our Zemals and our Schmierdorf Isis. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you went to the strip malls. Oh, Your Gam Gam was a whore. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for us. Those are our cheers of the week. Uh, again, shout out to you, Joey. What a great, what a great thing, and and a huge congrats to you. Uh, that's going to do it for us, episode eighty. It was a blast. Let us send out our thank yous first of all to Katie Najat, Cleveland legend, Cleveland champion, uh, and and again, the best pole vaulter in the world. Katie Najat uh, joined us. We had a great time talking to her. Uh, uh, also, shout out to Maddie for jumping on with us for uh, giving us some insight into the world of being with Joe crazy shit that that must be uh and uh uh, we appreciate her time on here as well and of course uh, we want to thank our network belly up sports the belly up sports podcast network and the unhinged radio network you can hear us on the belly up sports podcast network and unhinged several times a week on unhinged and belly up anywhere you listen to your podcast and our last thank you of course goes out to you the listener without you guys uh well, I don't know that this would be possible. If you love us, if you love our show, get over to GarageBeerShop.com. Get some merch. Otherwise, make sure you follow our socials at The Garage Beers everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Get over and follow them as well. So for Joey down there, newly engaged Joey down there in Nashville, Tennessee at Garage Beers. Joe, for Chad over on the east side of Cleveland at Garage Beers. Chad, I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers. Mike. Until next week, episode 81, we'll talk to you later. Cheers, everybody.